0: Hello!
1: Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast, number 48. I hope everyone had a great weekend. This past week, I was helping a student of mine becoming more confident on the bass. They were more confident with tablature, but really wanted to get the music for jazz ensemble down. They were feeling frustrated and was thinking of quitting the jazz ensemble, so I sat down with them and slowly showed them how to read the notes and what better note placement on the fretboard would be, and how to figure out notation and where it is located. They came back the next day and told me that they practiced for hours at home and were excited to continue with the jazz music. Being a teacher has its ups and downs, but when you give a kid the tools to succeed and they have the drive to be better, they can accomplish a lot. I think that goes for a lot of us, not just kids. No matter your age, if you have the tools and drive, you can sometimes surprise yourself. Do you have a similar story of a teacher that showed you the tools for you to be a better musician? I hope so. I know I did. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode of The Periodicals. They are such a talented group of amazing musicians and I look forward to seeing them live. Also the next wave of holidays are coming up quickly. If you are a Wisconsin artist and you have holiday songs you want to showcase, please send them in for the Holiday Music Showcase episode that will be airing on December 20th. Please send your song files, not links, but song files, to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com and put winter holiday showcase in the email subject. Way files are best, but high-quality MP3s work as well. I know there are Halloween and Thanksgiving-based songs, and if I receive enough of those, I'll make an episode for those as well. One last thing before we get into the podcast, Wisconsin Music Podcast t-shirts and hoodies are now on the Wisconsin Music Podcast website for pre-order, so you can get them before Thanksgiving. So check that out at wisconsinmusicpodcast.com. This week we have Marta Hansen, also known as Piano Gale. She's been making music for decades, but has really branched out into regular songwriting and performing within the last 10 years. She has a bachelor's degree in music education from University of Wisconsin, Madison, then taught choir and general music as a public school teacher for six years. After that, she started her own business and opened a brick and mortar music store that offers music lessons, piano tuning and repair, custom art, used pianos and other instruments. She is a regular performer all over Madison, Wisconsin area. She is also part of a duo called Two Birds that performs at local events and festivals Doing dual pianos and sing alongs. So let's get right into our conversation with Marta Hansen. Hey, Marta, welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. The first question I ask is what's your origin story, your music origin story? You know, how did you get started in music?
2: Uh, oh gosh. Um, I started piano lessons when I was seven. And I never stopped and started voice lessons in high school. And then I went to UW-Madison, and I have a degree in music ed.
1: Very cool. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, so we both have our music ed degrees.
2: Yes. I did teach for a while. Uh, about six years, I taught. Choir, I was a choir director. Okay. Um, and I, I left to teach private lessons, um, just to have a more flexible schedule. And then I got into piano tuning um from there and I've been tuning for about 10 years and teaching private lessons so
1: so did uh, how did private lessons get affected by the shutdown from the pandemic
2: um we so my store um my my music shop um we've got uh six teachers on board and we all went virtual for a good couple months um when everything shut down we just did zoom lessons <laughs> okay and it worked fine you know it was never ideal but it worked fine and it allowed us to keep teaching and then once we were able to start doing in person again you know we had we've had a hybrid for a while some some families kept doing virtual for quite a bit longer and then the ones who were ready to come in person i got a couple grants and i got keyboards in every room so we had a piano and then a keyboard so that student was at the piano teacher at the keyboard, six feet distance, everybody masked. Um, and we've actually kind of, we've kept the keyboards cause it's actually been nice to have, um, a separate instrument for teachers to demonstrate on, um, and the kiddo to have their own instead of that leaning over, you right. know, thing. so, um, yeah, so we've made it work. We pivoted and it's been, um, we've been doing just fine through everything. So,
1: so. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about your business? My
2: business is called the Piano Gal Shop. I've, I started tuning professionally about 10 years ago, and I was just Piano Gal tuning back then after I got good enough to start charging people money to tune. It took a, quite a long time. <laughs> it's not an easy skill to learn. Um, and uh, then I opened my brick and mortar in 2013. So I've been open almost eight years And, you know, it's, we've got your music store fair, but we uh, specialize in um, used pianos because I do custom refurbished pianos. And then we sell guitars and ukuleles and sheet music and, you know, all accessories for all of those things. And then fun, funky, gifty stuff too. And then we have lessons in those instruments, piano, voice, guitar, and ukulele. so yeah, we're doing good. We've got four studios, six teachers, and I'm moving in a month to a larger location to um, add a little bit more space.
1: So, so where is that going to be located?
2: Uh, about a block from where I am now.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so where are you guys? Where are you guys located?
2: Downtown Sun Prairie. Okay. So, like old old Sun Prairie. Right now, I'm in Canary Square off on East Main Street, kind of kitty corner from City Hall. And our new location is just a block back the other way, like the block behind Main Street called Linerood. So that was a big thing is I wanted to stay in our historical district, our downtown district, because um, I'm on the board for that. And we do so many fun events and things. So I happened to find my lease is up and I found this space and um, it just all kind of worked out perfectly. So yeah, we'll just be hopping over about a block. So.
1: <laughs> so how long do you think it's going to take to transition from one place to the next?
2: Um, you know, we'll be able to teach pretty much right away because I'll, ha- I'm having my move, uh, my movers that move pianos for me on a regular basis are going to do all the pianos in one day. Um, and I'm having a build out done right now. So all the studios will be done and ready for teaching and we'll get the instruments and everything in there. So, we'll be able to teach right away, but, you know, the retail space and my workshop and all of that will take a few weeks probably to to get settled in. Okay. So, we'll do a soft opening and then a big opening, a reopening, I guess.
1: Do you guys have a website for that?
2: Yep. It's the name of the shop. So, thepianogalshop.com.
1: And then you have, a, obviously, all the information that someone looking for lessons will be on there for them.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Everything. Try to get everything on there. Piano tunings, book online, all of that stuff is on there. So,
1: so very cool. So anybody in the, in the Sun Prairie area, if you're looking for lessons in guitar, piano, ukulele, or vocals, you can definitely contact you. Um, what else are you doing in music?
2: Uh, well, I'm a regular performer in the Madison area. I st- started, I mean, I've been performing a long time, but I really didn't get serious about really getting myself out there until the last five or so years. And I have a duo that I'm part of um, called Two Birds. My colleague, Clarice, and I have been out doing, we kind of specialize more in event-based performing. We do dueling pianos together, kind of a traveling dueling pianos, and then we do sing-alongs and weddings and, you know, kind of, big, huge events because we can cater our set list to whatever people want to hear. So, but you know, that was, that's that thing. And then my heart, my, with my solo stuff is, is more of a rock nineties rock kind of aesthetic. And I really got into I've always loved songwriting, but didn't have much time for it. And so when we went into lockdown, when COVID first hit, I started to really dig into writing my own stuff and ended up with enough songs for an album and recorded that. And it just came out in July and I've been out performing solo for the last, well, year since I've been doing outdoor performances mostly, but in the last since this summer, I've been performing way more than I ever have <laughs> to promote the album and get get ears um, listening to all my original music and stuff. So it, came, it was released July 15th it was um, so it's all solo or all original music in one cover song that I wanted to add on there. So
1: and what's the uh, what's the cover that you did? Uh,
2: the cover is actually a um, piano arrangement of 46 and two by tool.
1: Oh, very cool.
2: Yes, it's like a mellow, kind of creepy piano uh, vibe, all on piano, no singing or anything like that, just an instrumental cover, so it's cool, I I like it.
1: So what are your influences? I know you talked about 90s music, but Mm -hmm. there was so much going on in the 90s, not just grunge, but there was, you know, a whole bunch of other different things. So what was what's your draw from the
2: 90s? Uh, You know, really, I. I'm, I've always been kind of, I mean, it's all I listen to. I know some current stuff, but I, I'm always drawn back to like Lithium on Sirius. My inspiration really does come from a lot of bands like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, all of those artists. But then in addition, I really, from a female vocalist perspective, I, I get a lot of influence from some of the, the more... Um, lyrical female singers that that r- rolled in some more hard rock elements into their into their work, like Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has some beautiful piano stuff in there, but also some really gritty stuff at the same time. Ani DeFranco, you know, all of those artists that were that female and sounded they sound vulnerable. And yet at the same time, really gritty all from the, that kind of 90s feel. And that's really what I aimed for in my album is really emotive, really beautiful, but at the same time, a little bit of grit in there at the same time. Yeah.
1: So who are some of your piano heroes?
2: Oh, gosh, piano heroes. (laughs) Uh, Tori Amos, um, Fiona Apple. I'm I'm really a very, I'm one of those, it's funny, I was that girl at Madison that, you know, we're in our school of music and we're, doing our piano tests and classes and all this stuff. And everybody's talking about Bach and Beethoven and Chopin and stuff. And I'm talking about rock music. (laughs) So (laughs) I do enjoy, like, if I'm going to sit down and play some classical music, which I do like to do now and again, it's going to be Beethoven or Chopin or like a Schubert or Mendelssohn. It has to be like a minor key, very emotive, very kind of creepy spooky sad like i'm not into like the uh fugues and things like that it just doesn't hit me anywhere yeah so i like the stuff that that um really gets you to feel something so
1: yeah (laughs) so with you going out now and promoting your cd um or your CD, I'm dating myself, your new album.
2: Um, I do have some hard copy CDs just because I have some, you know, older generation folks who really wanted a real CD. So I have a few, but most people are downloading it or streaming it on Spotify.
1: Right, right. (laughs) So So what did you title it?
2: It's called The Other Side.
1: What's the meaning behind that?
2: Um, Well, The Other Side is a song on the album, and it's kind of the title track of the album. And all of the songs... Were written during since COVID started. They're all very open to interpretation to anybody's own life experiences, but I personally wrote them like the other side. I really wrote it in lockdown mode, picturing kind of coming out of this and everybody that I miss and, and loved that I hadn't seen at that time. And, and from a perspective of talking to my kids when we're older, because they're not going to remember this as much as. I will talking about what it was really like living through this time.
1: Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin it is is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin. Doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. The next point was I was going to go with this: is that now that you're out there and promoting this, let's kind of talk about what you've seen in the local scene attitude, not just about you know response to your your performances, but just overall the local scene attitude. What, what are some of the positives that you've noticed?
2: Uh, you know, I've I've noticed gigs that I've done, I mean, I pretty much have sticked to outdoor for the most part, just because that's, I love playing outside, but also just a comfort level with, you know, with COVID and stuff. But I've, I've really noticed how more engaged the audience is just in general at places you know, being a small local musician, I play at bars and restaurants and, you know, things like that. And so you're always, it's not like at the majestic or something where you're the main, you're the main reason people are there. You've got people coming to see you, but also eat dinner, right. Um, Or have an old fashioned or something. So sometimes you get a crowd that's Listening, you can tell they're enjoying it, but they're not super engaged. And sometimes you get a crowd that's really, really engaged. And after every song, they're clapping and tipping. And and I'm finding that to be more the case every single time. Um, people are really appreciating live music more because they didn't have it for such a such a long time. Right. Uh, so they're they're really uh, you know soaking it up, and I love that because I feel I get energy from you know people listening the more engaged they are the more i am into my my songs that i'm performing for them
1: so and what about the opposite of that like the struggles that you've seen in the local scene
2: um i think for me personally it's just finding locations that are have live music happening and if they have live music happening somewhere where i feel really comfortable playing I, if I play indoors, it's got to be a fairly large space. You know, I'm vaccinated and all that, but I've got kids. So, so just it's been, you know, and in, in just trying to navigate every place has different rules and everybody, you know, and crowd sizes are different. And um, some places have patios and some places don't. So, I think just kind of navigating where, where it are. The places that are best suited for me to go and go and play, from a rock perspective too. I think this area, which I love, I, I like Cody uh, from Soggy Prairie. He's a great friend. I love bluegrass. I love all that kind of stuff, and that's a very popular genre to play anywhere the type of music that I play is a little bit more specific Um, so finding venues that people are really going to want to hear like more of a rock style type of music and piano I don't play guitar I play piano and then I play ukulele as well so finding venues that are really good fit for me where the audience is gonna want that kind of vibe as their entertainment too is a little bit trickier I think
1: yeah so what kind of, naming some of the venues out in Madison and the areas that you go and pl- perform, which ones seem to be a good fit for you?
2: I think my two favorites, one in Sun Prairie, the loft, the, the rooftop, it's this um, rooftop bar in Sun Prairie that is it, it's just a really great place to play. That one I've, I've found is a really good fit for me. And then the other one I've actually played four times just in the last month-ish, month and a half, is um, actually Salvatore's patio on um, in on, right off East Washington in Madison. Uh, it's just a great downtown area. It's across from the Sylvie and I love, absolutely love playing there. The audiences are always really great and it's a fun vibe there.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good, you know, to find uh, venues that are very open to, you know, a musician's art.
2: Exactly. Yep.
1: Um and during lockdown, you, like you said, you recorded this album. How did you approach your the recording for this?
2: Well, I had a very at first I had a very naive idea that I could learn how to home record. <laughs> That lasted for about two seconds. Yeah, um, and then I actually um, asked. I have uh, one of my guitar teachers at, at my store um, is part of a band called Armchair Boogie. They're a boogie bluegrass band. They play all over Wisconsin, and they've done a couple albums. And so I asked him where they record, and he gave me the name of a cool small studio, um, in Fort Atkinson. And I got in touch with that guy. I ended up um, going out and recording there a bunch of sessions. And it was really nice because it was just me and the, um, the guy who owns it's lunar lava audio in Fort Atkinson. And, um, I ended up recording all the songs there over several sessions and he's, um, a musician as well. So we collaborated together to add, um, you know, drums and guitar. And then we brought in a really great guitarist who is just like slays on the electric guitar. And we um, and collaborated and worked on um, adding in guitar from him as well. So it really thickened up and it was just this really cool, beautiful process. And because um, I really wanted really full songs with with that grit. And I knew that just doing my stripped down piano and vocal wasn't going to quite cut it for what I wanted the overall end product to be. So between the three of us, we worked together and got it done. Um, that was a really fun process.
1: So what do you think were like the top three things that you learned from that whole experience?
2: Um, gosh, um, that. Uh, getting a good recording (laughs) is an art in and of itself. Uh, Not anybody can just go and do it. And I I really learned that for sure. And then, you know, my songwriting process, I think because I had come in part of, I come in with songs already written and then we layered in from there. But, you know, there was, there were like two songs toward when I'd already started recording with him, there were a couple songs that I was like working on. And then I ended up bringing those with and finishing them in the studio with the other two musicians. And that was a totally different process than when I had just had, here's here's what I've got. Everything's done. Here's the chord progressions, all of that stuff. So, you know, knowing for future, if I know I'm going to want additional instrumentation, having more of a skeletal outline of the song but a little bit more wiggle room to work with the other musicians so that because i don't you know not being a guitarist or a drummer there's things that i think are going to sound good or fit that end up not fitting
1: Mm -hmm. because i
2: don't know the instrument as well right so so really working with the other musicians and trusting their gut on things like that so
1: and with that experience do you feel like maybe in the future you'd you'd want to work with other bands out there as like a guest musician?
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm always up for that. I, I got to, when I, um, I, it's always been, you know, either for my duo, me and Clarice with she and I and two pianos, or it's just me and a piano. And I've, you know, I just, I love, I was like, I want to be, I want to front a band, like a rock band. Like that's my bucket list dream. And then we did an album kind of release at the loft um, in July, end of July. And I played with the two guys that helped me out on the album. And it was just, it's, there's no way to, just like, I can't even describe how amazing that feels to have backup, you know, Mm -hmm. and have a full band sound. That's something I love, love doing is is singing with a full band. And I pretty much jump it up any opportunity to do it. So, and I love working with other musicians. It's just fun to collaborate with other people for sure.
1: Besides rock, is there any other genres that you are really into?
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, I really like, you know, a lot of the more contemporary alternative stuff um, that has more of a folksy vibe to it too. Um, I really like some alt country too. I like the Avett brothers, just saw them in concert, trampled by turtles, you know, more of a bluegrassy vibe there. There's a band out of Minnesota called Cloud Cult and that I absolutely love. I've seen them like five times and, um, you know, Arcade Fire, Cold War Kids, that kind of stuff as well. So it's always got a bit of an alternativeness to it, but I like, you know, some with the banjo and a little bit of country infused in there, a little bit of folk infused in there. I just appreciate really good songs, you know, for the most part. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm i with you right there.
2: And I, I do, I do have a soft spot for metal a little bit too. Yeah. So yeah. I, like, I like Tool, right. System of the uh, Down, you know, I love all of that sprinkled into, to my, playlists as well I don't listen to it all day long but I like it in there now and again so
1: any any love for like jazz or jazz fusion or anything like that
2: um I do you know what I like listening to jazz, to jazz when it's live okay um I, I don't see get out so much um recorded stuff like I'm not gonna download it um but I love going out and seeing jazz musicians because they're so fantastically talented (laughs) um and seeing them improvise i i really get into it when i see it live i saw wynton marsalis when i was a kid okay my dad took me so he kind of planted that seed for jazz and for um for live seeing jazz musicians perform live i definitely enjoy it
1: yeah 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 there's like going back to what you were kind of saying doesn't really matter for me what genres it's either it's a good song or a bad song to my opinion and taste, you know, it's like, no,
2: exactly. So yeah, you like what you like. Exactly. As we wrap
1: this up, I only have a few more questions for you. You talked a little bit, you mentioned your kids. So let's talk about work life balance. Are you (laughs) good with that or is it still a struggle or how's that working for you?
2: Um, I'm, you know, I'm a lot better than I used to be. When I first opened my shop, I was relatively terrible at it because I was trying to grow the business And then my kids were younger, so I was just constantly like juggling both simultaneously all the time. Um, Now they're 10 and 13, um, so they're a little, you know, they're more independent. And I have a flow with my business now um, where I'm, I work when I'm at work and when I come home, I'm done. Um, And I don't work at home. The only work I do at home is I teach my own kids piano and I teach them from home <laughs> just cause it's easier, but that's like the extent of it. Otherwise when I'm home, most of the time I don't even bring my computer home and I'm just um, logged off and that's spending nice. time with my family. Yeah. yeah.
1: So do you, are your kids very receptive to piano lessons for the most part?
2: They are, they both do really well. They both, I started with each of them when they were about six. And my oldest, you know, he's 13 and in eighth grade and he does percussion in band and he absolutely loves it. And they percussion, obviously, and piano complement each mm-hmm. other very, very well. Right. So he's he's doing really well with it. And then my youngest, um, he started when with me when he was six and he's 10 now. And he's just, you know, he and I have had our moments of struggle where. <laughs> Hard to have your mom being the one to redirect you and say you d- you need to do that again. Right. So we've had tears over the years, but as he's gotten older, they're few and far between these days. And he's starting violin uh, for fifth grade this year. So so they're definitely pretty musical kids. Good,
0: cool.
2: Yeah, and I I'm not the mom piano teacher that makes them practice every day. If anything, sometimes I'm like, did you practice at all this week? I don't even know. So <laughs> I I try not to. I feel like when they want to practice and they sit down and I make sure they at least do it a couple times a week. I feel like I'm, I'm trying not to have them burn out on it yeah. and push too much because the odds of them being music teachers like me are, it's probably not going to happen if it does great, but I don't want to push them in a direction. They don't want to go. I right. just want them to love music and enjoy it and enjoy the process.
1: Just have fun with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't want them to feel like it's a chore. So
1: kind of a, A dark question is, have you ever thought about giving up music and just walking away from it?
2: Yeah, I had actually. (laughs) Um, This was way back. So I taught, like I mentioned, um, choir for about six years. When I was teaching, I had developed a pretty severe case of performance anxiety. It was anxiety for everything in life, but it went into an I when I left teaching full-time and started private lessons that year of teaching privately, I thought I would maybe get out of that a little bit, but it didn't get better, which told me that it wasn't just the setting I was in. It was just like in me. Yeah. Um, and I, I had some moments where I was like, okay, I'm a piano teacher that can't play in front of anybody. I had, so, I had a year or two there where I was just frozen I don't even know how it happened to just, you know, you just, it just happened. And I thought about just being done and doing something else. But fortunately instead I was proactive about it about my mental health and, you know, sought some therapy, sought some meds. And I slowly came out of it and I slowly like, I'm going to play at this assisted living. I'm going to do this. And then over the course of some time before I opened my shop, I was, back to my old self and I'm, I'm glad i didn't give up on myself because i feel like i'm more confident as a musician than i was in college and, and before so
1: excellent sometimes i feel like i could put my saxophone down for six months and just take a break from it because sometimes it just if it's not feeling fun or just not giving you what you want out of it mm-hmm. it's not helping you i
0: guess
2: yep Exactly, exactly, so yeah, I definitely went through a a, a couple years stint where music didn't feel fun,
0: yeah,
2: and and I am glad that I didn't let that be be it for me, mm-hmm. and that I, I found the fun again, and now it's it's nothing but fun for me again, and as it should be, yes, yeah, it should be, but it's definitely something I'm sure all musicians can relate you Evan yep. full with your love for it and with um how it feels for you in your life in that moment so what
1: about a gig that made an impression on you either as an, as you know part of the audience or as a performer
2: Oh, um I've seen so many things <laughs> 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 um you know I gosh I'd really have to think about that um as you know, as an attendee, I think, you know, pretty much, well, pretty much every concert I saw in high school was like, (laughs) you know, you left and I was like, I want to be a rock star. Um, but I think when I see other local musicians play, I, that always leaves such a like fire under me to, to, to be the best, musician I can be as well because there's so much talent here. I go out and see my musician friends perform. Um I think, you know, now I'm thinking one that really got me was uh Clarice, who I mentioned was my duo partner. Mm-hmm. She is an incredibly talented composer, like beyond. I don't even know. Like I can write singer songwritery stuff. I'm a good songwriter for popular music, but we're talking opera with this girl. Okay. So she, a few years ago, maybe like four or five now, she wrote an operetta called Poe, and it was all to music, um, all uh, to Edward, Edgar Allan Poe's um, works. Okay. And she wrote all this music to go with it. And then um, an opera company here in Madison called Fresco Opera Theater put it on at the um, Masonic Temple in Madison. It was like during Halloween, kind of. And I was, I was just absolutely blown away by the production, the costumes, the, the amazing singing, and then just like listening to the music itself, the compositions, like the complexity of what she wrote, like just blew my mind. And I like, I'm just, I'm so appreciative that like she and I collaborate and then I get to perform with this ridiculous musician <laughs> all the time because she's just unreal like
0: yeah
2: i i'm always like girl <laughs> you're something else so it, I, that was a really and i didn't um she and i weren't really really in it yet when i saw that and i was that was the moment where i was like oh my god she's she can never not work at my shop She's invaluable she's just so talented yeah. and so good
1: i should um have her on here you should you let should be, absolutely let her know that i'm she and interested I do in having our her on du- here.
2: yeah she and i do our our duo stuff but then she and i have you know also different solo interests so she's working on her own stuff and then we do our doing du- our, our duo stuff as well she she would be great she would she would love to be on here cool. <laughs> i'll send her to your website and have her get signed up excellent
1: excellent i appreciate that yeah. cool
2: yep um well that's pretty much
1: all the questions I have for you, did I not ask you something that you wanted to talk about?
2: No, I think we okay. covered a lot. It's been fun.
1: <laughs> Marta, it was an excellent uh, excellent experience meeting you and hearing about your history of music and what you're doing. It's very, very cool.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been fun.
1: One more thing. One yeah. more song, because we talked about the cover song. We talked about the title track. Is there one uh-huh. more song you'd like to have the podcast play
2: out? Oh yes. Um, I would... How about... Um, So I actually did have one of my songs get featured on the Local Hour um, here in Madison on um, 105.5 Triple M. Cool. And it's a really great song, uh, I think. I think that's why she picked... Uh, Kitty Dunn picked it to be played. I would love to have you share it on here. It's called Pretend.
1: Is there a history behind the... Or a story behind this song?
2: You know, it's just about... Um, you know, I'm I'm really it's really important to me to be a transparent person and be upfront about who I am and, and and that. And so the song is really about just and and to be, I'm very I wear my heart on my sleeve. If like folks that are Facebook friends with me, everybody knows everything about me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just very open. Um and I it's cathartic for me to be open about how I'm feeling. And that includes the bad because nobody has a perfect picture, picture, perfect life. So I talk about mental health a lot and the ups and downs of life in general. Um, And this song is really about when you push, when you push that down and you pretend that you think it's going to go away, but it's not, it's going to make it worse, And it's really important to to be, to be open and to be vulnerable. It helps you grow as a person, I think. So that's really kind of the, the crux of what the song is about. So.
1: Well said. Well, Marta, once again, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin music podcast. It was a pleasure and hopefully we will see each other out there at a venue.
2: That sounds great. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Hope everyone enjoyed that great conversation with Marta Hansen, also known as Piano Gale. If anybody's interested in having lessons or checking out her performances live and recorded, all the information is in the show notes below. Next week, we have Milwaukee's punk rock and roll band, Alternate Radio, which they say takes off where local scene left in the 80s. Also, don't forget that we have the Friday Music Showcase coming up on, of course, Friday. If you want your music heard on our Music Showcase, please send an email to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com with Friday Music Showcase in the email subject. If you want to be a guest on the Monday interview portion of the podcast, please fill out the guest request form on the website and look for a follow-up email asking for all your information pertaining to your music. Check your spam or junk folder. Sometimes it lands in there. If you'd like to help support the Wisconsin Music Podcast, we now have a merch website where you can purchase hoodies, t-shirts, and long sleeves. So if you go to our website and click on merch, it'll take you to a secured site where you can help support the Wisconsin Music Podcast and have some great merch for the upcoming warmer months, especially with the hoodies and long sleeves. And buy t-shirts so we can get to the summer even quicker. There are multiple colors and designs. So that's about it. I hope everyone has a great week. Don't forget we have one more song from Piano Gal at the end of this podcast. Podcast theme music by Nate Wyckoff of Frequency Farm Recording Studio. Voice over by Dean Bundy. Sponsored by ZTF Studio and Diamond Dave Photography. The Wisconsin Music Podcast was created, edited, mixed, and mastered by Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio.